0: Welcome to Back of the Grid for the second time this week. It's um, been about as busy a week as I can remember in motorsport, actually. There's been all kinds going on, so we thought we'd have a little news recap episode after our Bahrain episode, and not China, like I put on Facebook earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's been like we were saying this weekend it was pretty much impossible to keep track of everything that was going on and watch all motorsport, Um, which is a nice problem to have, especially every Easter weekend.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. If you've got uh, time to watch
0: it. <laughs> yeah, which I did, so that was nice.
1: <laughs> it's all right for some. <laughs> I know, right?
0: Uh, so yeah, I guess we'll dive straight into all the stuff that's been going on. Um, a little bit of hangover news from China. After um, Sebastian Vettel forgot how to park on the grid, uh, the FIA have warned that anyone else doing that will get a penalty from now on which seems fair. It
2: yeah. does. We, we discussed it in both... Oh, no, it was the At China episode, wasn't it, where we were just saying that we could see the reasons behind doing it, but it is is a little OTT. Thing.
0: Yeah. Uh, Charlie Whiting said that the start rules have not changed in 20 years, and in that time there's only been two cases of people being that far outside their grid box. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> clearly the rules are okay there.
1: Should Should have got a penalty, I think, still for that.
0: Yeah, I still think he's lucky to get away with that. The the drivers themselves weren't too happy over the weekend, were they? No, apparently apparently, got away um, with it. In the drivers' briefing, it was a little bit heated, from what I read. I think it was Hamilton and Massa. I think were the ones having the biggest complaint about it, quite Mm -hmm. rightly. Yeah, I mean, I think like we said before, (laughs) Ricardo did it in Japan last year, but he kind of got previous permission to do it, which is fair enough, I suppose. Yeah. But he
1: was—he was on the start-finish line, wasn't he? Yeah. But just the finish line, I should say.
0: Pulling up half a car too wide is probably a bit much. Yeah. Uh, And then the big news of the week: um, Alonso isn't going to be going to Monaco this year. He's going to head off to Indy instead to do the Indy Five Hundred, which came out of nowhere.
2: Yeah, I was um, watching. What's the new man in charge called at McLaren? Zach Brown. Thank you, Zach Brown, yeah. Um, It was him in the Team Principal's press conference just talking about it, and he was basically saying that there was a joke made just before Australia started at the start of the weekend. He then went and spoke to some people. Fernando then came back and said yeah I'll do that all the month on or something and then would you realize oh he might actually be serious about it <laughs> he then went and spoke to the guys at Indy to say is this going to be possible for us to enter at which point they all sort of had like a secret meeting and sat down on a conference together or something and Fernando was like I want to do this and then I
0: was like okay it looks like we're doing it then let's announce it so. it's, it's kind of amazing that there was not even a rumbling of it before as well Like there are no secrets in Formula 1 ever
1: Mm.
0: and this literally came out of nowhere
2: yeah I think for um, for them to keep it under wraps
0: from day one of the season until when they did is something in it, yeah. so. <laughs> Um it's a huge deal though it's like back in the sort of 50s and 60s F1 drivers doing other stuff was kind of commonplace but other than um, Hulkenberg doing Le Mans a couple of years ago it just never happens does it these days
2: yeah, not and Mansell went over there after winning the world title in F1, didn't he? But it wasn't an active season. He went no, he did it afterwards. Yeah. So, and Rossi, when he left the grid, went and won it. <laughs> yeah. So Yeah, it's it's made me definitely more interested to actually watch it there and then live this year, rather than like you know catching the result online yeah, and seeing some highlights or something. I think
0: this will be my first live Windy Five Hundred. Yeah, definitely
1: yeah. mine. Um, how much of this do you think is down to Chase Carey and the new owners of Formula One being um, probably a bit more open to a bit of cross-pollination? with? The- it can only
0: help, can't it? I mean, funny enough, I was talking to my dad earlier, and a hot scoop from my dad. I think he was listening to the radio because that's what people listen to when they're old and not the internet. <laughs> um, and apparently, I think it's on Radio 5 Live, um, someone said to Bernie about like how... It's a shame this has never happened before because Monaco and Indy always seem to land on the same weekend. And Bernie said, You don't think that's by accident, do you? <laughs> like, <laughs> it was. Yeah, Bernie hated stuff. Like, I mean, after Polkenberg um, did Le Mans and got all the headlines, every year after that, there's been a Grand Prix on the same weekend. Like, he just did not like the idea of F1 drivers even acknowledging that the series existed. So. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It, which is weird in a way because you'd kind of, I don't know, surely it's better for F1, for, like what we've said before, for drivers to go across there and do something impressive. Yeah. It surely it advertises the sport as
0: being, these are the best drivers. Well, yeah, I mean, like Hülkenberg is a, clearly a good driver. He was, He's never been sort of held up in the top echelons of drivers, but for him to just pop over to Le Mans, win it on his first try, it's like, mm. all right, yeah, these F1 guys are actually pretty damn good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: Yeah, it'd be interesting.
0: Yeah. Um, Alonso's made no secret of the fact that his ambition now is to win the Triple Crown of Monaco, Le Mans and Indy 500. One of my favourite quotes of the weekend came from that.
2: The one that I mentioned to you two, where he was in the driver's press conference and he was comparing... He was saying he wanted to be sort of... Illustrious and kind of never forgotten, and wanted to make sure that he he cemented his place in you know F1 history and Mm -hmm. racing history. And they said, Well, there's only one other person ever done the triple crown, which was Graham Hill. So, what could you add to that triple crown to quadruple it and go one better in it? And his response was literally, I won the world championship of go karting, uh, and the other (laughs) guy did. Nice response, Fernando. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do
1: like all it. I feel, I feel like a lot of this is all part of Fernando's campaign this year to sort of show that he's yeah. got the goods.
0: It's it's a weird one because it's not even like the Triple Crown's an official thing. It's just no, something no. people have talked about for decades.
2: Mm. I think it's also been almost put up on this top shelf of yeah. perfection because it's well it's definitely impossible to do it in a single season because of the way that monaco and indy 500 clash but it's it's highly unlikely to jump
0: between all three yeah.
2: and win them all i
0: think it's, i think it's on a similar level to um 30s being formula 1 and motorbike world champions yeah. just like so rare that these things are ever going to happen Although Hamilton might give it a
2: go because they were asking <laughs> Hamilton what he thought about Alonso going off to do it. And he said, I don't know if I'd like leave. I, I, I don't think I'd ever miss a race to go do something else like what Fernando is doing. But I'd love to give some other stuff a try. Like And he said, I, I, I do want to at least have a go on a MotoGP bike at some point, if not race them.
0: So that would be interesting. It's mm. a great thing. It's like, what, like back in... Two thousand and seven, I think it was, when um, Valentino Rossi was testing the Ferrari F one car and came pretty yeah. close to getting to drive for Ferrari and stuff like that. Like, it's it's good. A little bit of cross pollination between series is a good thing. Yeah, definitely, absolutely. Um, as kind of and part of part of all that, um, Alonso has also said <laughs> among all of that that he is. There in Formula One next year, he's not looking at leaving, but he's there to win the championship next year. I saw that. He said he doesn't really want to be. He
2: does want to be in in 2018, but only if he's going to be having an
0: opportunity to win. Yeah, and Which, s- stuff mm. like this. thing is clearly McLaren just keeping him. Happen. Like he holds so much sway in that team. Now he could do whatever he wanted yeah. for the rest of this year because McLaren are so scared of losing him. Yeah. He's the only reason that the teams worth
2: watching at the minute is his yeah really is out driving of the car like and doing what he does with the car is the only reason it's worth watching. Yeah, he's that.
1: getting them all the airtime on TV. Yeah. If, if he wasn't that you wouldn't see that car if if it wasn't Alonso driving it.
0: And it's yeah and it's like we were saying on the last show like stick a different engine in the back of that car and it actually would probably be a pretty decent car but mm. Which is probably why Lonzo's having to go at the engine on every possible opportunity.
1: Yeah, yeah he's just absolutely on it, isn't he? He's, he's piling the pressure on. I I really hope they sort it out. I really do. I'd love to see him. Yeah, me too. Back, back, back to the glory days. but we're, we're a long way from there at the moment.
0: Yeah. So what do we think of Alonso's chances then in the Indy 500? It's not impossible for somebody
2: to just go in and win it. Um, as we said before, Ross has done it. Yeah, Rossi won it last
0: year as a rookie. And and the the team that is it the team that he's with as well it is, it is the same yeah. team. Yes, yeah. yeah, so yeah. as well. It's going to be driving a McLaren branded Andretti, which is who Rossi won it with last year. Right. So yeah. it's. I I either think he's going to be running right up at the front, maybe even fighting for the win, or he's going to get taken out on like lap three, and it'll be a massive
1: letdown. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone will switch off. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just across the world, television yeah, switching yeah. off. Oh, Alonso's not in anymore. <laughs> is. Um,
2: is there any other F X F one drivers in there? Is Rossi in again doing it? I think
0: Rossi's unit it again. Montoya's still doing it. Um...
1: Max Chilton.
2: Oh, if we could, yeah. Is...
1: Max is still over there, isn't he? Yeah, he's currently nineteenth in the championship.
0: Needs um, to do better, Max. It's the uh, the hundredth running of it this year as well. Oh wow! Let's see who else is on the list.
1: Takuma Sato, he's an IndyCar driver. No oh,
0: yeah. way! Yeah, yeah, he's still going. I'm
2: going to start watching
0: more <laughs> IndyCar.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, Montoya's still going. Sebastian Bourdais, Max Chilton.
1: Wow! Yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, Bourdais top of the top of the points at the minute. He's He's had a win this season. Ah. As of Toyota Grand Prix of Long Beach. According to this.
2: Well, there we go. Right, I'm finding
0: a way to watch every IndyCar race <laughs> forever. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: uh, so, as a result of Alonso not being in Monaco, we're getting Jensen back for a weekend. Yeah. Yay. Which is
2: awesome.
0: <laughs> uh, I like that after Alonso announced it all, uh, Jensen just tweeted, Why is my phone ringing so much? Yeah. (laughs) weirdly he's not going even though there's a Bahrain test this week he's not going to bother testing the new car he's just going to in this new new era of crazy powerful engines with new tyres and everything he's just going to rock up at Monaco on Thursday and get in the car which seems really silly to me
1: yeah. Just just quickly going back to I'm just looking at the IndyCar series website and actually on the driver list there's a there's a, obviously a profile page with all the drivers on it. And Fernando Alonso is already on that.
0: <laughs> wow. They are not messing cool. around.
1: Yeah, but sorry, back to Button anyway, back to Button. Yeah, so, yeah, so
0: he's he's gonna do a bunch of simulator work, but he's not actually gonna drive the car before he gets to Monaco.
1: Which seems I think I've read about this and it's to do with uh, the, the 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 work they're doing this week at the test is that they've already got quite a sort of good correlation between the car and the and the simulator so <sighs> the theory goes that if he just drives monaco for you know however many times it takes to get him used to it then when he obviously when he gets to the, the idea is when he gets to Monaco, then it'll feel the same as in the simulator, so he wouldn't need any a test. Mm,
0: I guess, but time in the car is invaluable, surely. I mean, yeah. you hear really mixed things about the simulators. Like I know Hamilton pretty much never uses the simulator because he says he gets absolutely nothing from it. The I suppose the only thing
2: to think about is that if the cars are as physical as what everyone's that's driven them said that they are, for example. Verline doing what he did for the first couple of races because he just wasn't fit enough. Is Jensen going to be? I know he obviously does his triathlons and stuff, but is that going to be the right kind of fitness? I was going to say he was jump straight in it tomorrow at Bahrain and drive it for a day and or a day
0: and a half or something. I think it was last week, the week before he was disqualified from a triathlon for being too fast in it. So he's definitely pretty fit. (laughs) Um, I know what you mean, though. It's a different kind of fitness, but then again, I guess he's. He's their reserve driver this year, so I guess he's got to keep a level of race fitness. Yeah, he'll yeah,
1: it'll be, it'll be training the same sort of routines as the other two. Again,
0: he'll... much like Alonso at Indy, I really hope it's not a massive anticlimax and he gets taken out on lap one. Yeah.
1: What yeah. a weekend that's going to be, eh? It's going to be such a good weekend. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. How far away is that?
0: <laughs> it is the something of May.
1: Oh, we not like six weeks then-ish. Not even that.
0: Yeah, well, um... Oh, um... Uh...
2: Catalunya is the 12th to the 14th and it's usually either the week or the fortnight after. fortnight 28th yeah so it'll be the it'll be the
0: end of May I must remember to book that Monday off work so I can stay up all night watching indie yep
2: yep (laughs) is that not the the last bank holiday of May
0: oh do you know what I think it is
1: oh it is it always is yeah
0: that's worked out beautifully there you go sweet perfect what a weekend
1: yeah I know I'm doing that night
0: thanks Fernando (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so I guess
0: that's that's been the biggest thing uh, what else has been going on so this was a weird one there was a story that cropped up last week um, there was a nice photo of um, Chase Carey a mustachioed friend from Liberty Media <laughs> sitting down with President I'm going to mispronounce his name President Erdogan of Turkey
1: oh, that guy yeah, yeah
0: nice little pictures of them in his office uh with lots of paperwork um saying that they had agreed in principle a return for the turkish grand prix which everyone said great news because that's of all like the new uh type of tracks turkey was definitely the best one had some yeah it
2: was one of the first ones that he did wasn't it because it's a, it's a track
1: is it yeah it is yeah Yeah.
2: but i think it's one of the first ones he did in that sort of style which is
0: why i think it's definitely his best track yeah
1: yeah yeah Uh, what a banger of a corner
0: exactly yeah um yes that was all kind of quite exciting news until yesterday when um someone called jack who i've seen described as the dutch ted kravitz um, someone called Jack just a blow someone called Jack who's on Dutch TV
1: Jack Kravitz
0: Jack Kravitz yeah
1: <laughs> someone called Jack
0: um, he apparently spoke to Ross Braun who basically said that the whole thing was a complete waste of their time um, old president what's his chops was basically using Formula 1 to get a bit of publicity because there was a big um referendum in turkey yesterday or the day before yeah um and yeah basically the whole thing was never going to happen he just completely used them for publicity and ross Braun supposedly said that as long as he's leading the country there will never be a race there so uh really? yeah <laughs> ross Braun has very much shut that door but
1: it's still there not he which is a shame really um Yes, yeah, good I track, mean, really good track, good racing as well, loads of overt- overtaking opportunities. And
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess it goes back to that old thing of like, should Formula One be going to countries like Turkey and like Russia and like Bahrain that have questionable people in charge and questionable human rights records and all that kind of stuff? Mm-hmm. You don't want to be getting dragged into political...
1: Nonsense, like yeah,
0: because like because Bernie's argument was always that they would be making a political stance by not having a race there, which I don't buy because there's way more countries in the world that don't have a race than do have a race. Mm. So it's almost like you're not going to notice that they don't have one, but kind of by going there, you're sort of almost legitimizing them.
1: Yeah, it's, um, a, it's a really tricky one that.
0: But yeah, whether whether it's kind of the new guys a bit more switched on to that or whether it's just the fact that he completely wasted their time for his own gains that's annoyed Ross and Chase but there we go no Turkish Grand Prix in the foreseeable future
1: yeah it comes with the territory as well they're they're, going to have to deal with people like that
0: (laughs) yeah when you're dealing with world leaders
1: yeah when you're at the helm of of, of the the biggest sport in the world then yeah you're always going to have people sort of wasting your time
2: It's a track as well, though, that people, as far as I'm aware, generally speaking, do miss. Yeah, I miss it. I I I know YouTube in the same boat as me. Um, And I think maybe it is somebody that's a little bit switched on in charge of the country, knowing that, definitely, like you say, you know, get some publicity out of it for whatever reason. Um, Like it wouldn't work if it was India because nobody really liked it. (laughs) So, um, yeah. It's, I think it's maybe just a switched-on leader that's had the pants down a little bit. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, damn him.
0: Damn him. A house of cards. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> the Pirelli testing programme has been announced um, and every team's taking part, Yeah, which is quite surprising, actually. Last season, it was only Mercedes, Red Bull and Ferrari, um, which I think was largely because... They're the only ones that could afford to make some new wings to try to simulate the 2017 cars on a 2016 car. Uh, but now it's for current cars. Every single team is taking part. And it is a fascinating list of tracks they're going to. So a lot of a lot of them are a team or two is sticking around after a Grand Prix for a day or two to do a test. So Ferrari are doing a day in Bahrain uh, this week. Renault and Toro Rosso sticking around after Barcelona, and Williams and Haas sticking around after Silverstone. But then among it, you've got uh, Red Bull are doing a wet test at Paul Ricard, which <laughs> I guess is probably good for them because Paul Ricard's going to be on the calendar in a year or two, isn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's true.
0: Uh, Mercedes are also doing a test at Paul Ricard later on, and then McLaren are doing a test at Manicor, <laughs> which is like the late 90s called, they want their Grand Prix back. <laughs> I wasn't even sure if they still did anything there, if that track even existed, but apparently it does.
1: Hmm.
0: It's a hell of a track as well. I miss that.
1: Yeah, Magna Core. That was it. Was really difficult to overtake it, wasn't it, Magna Core?
0: So that yes, yeah, so there's that one. There's pretty much that one hairpin was the only overtaking spot. Hmm. I just remember it for the the year when I think it was '98. I want to say when David Coulthard tried to overtake Schumacher, and Schumacher sort of hung him out to dry and um, there was a sl- slow motion replay on TV at kind of mid-afternoon while I was having my Sunday dinner of DC just giving the finger to Michael Schumacher in slow motion <laughs> yes, <laughs> I one of my Formula 1 highlights of all time <laughs> it is one of the, my favourite gifts as well
2: ever if yeah. I can find it just yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah obviously lots of tyre testing for Pirelli for probably the first time ever this is going to be the most testing they've ever had in a season I think
2: yeah, it's it's good as well that they're making sure just about every team... I th- every, in fact, every team is definitely getting some form of every test, single though. team, yeah. Um, I think the bigger teams are doing more than one, so you've got your 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 sort of your Mercedes and your Ferraris and stuff, and McLaren are doing more than one. I think if Will- Williams have only got one, I think, haven't they? It
0: seems a fairly even spread, actually. I, think, uh, yeah. I don't think anyone's doing more than four days. No. Ferrari no. seems to doing the least, actually. Ferrari are only doing three. Everyone else is doing... Four, I think. Mm.
2: So yeah, it's, it's good that everyone's getting a go at it because then you can't complain as such, can you?
0: No, and I like the note from the FIA saying that uh, no test parts will be permitted, and any any modification or change to a test car will be shared with all teams. Right. So, yeah, no secret testing going on, I suppose.
1: Yeah, that's a good thing. You don't want to sort of taking advantage. No, definitely Indeed.
0: not. And that is about all the F1 news that's gone on Mm -hmm. in the last week. Uh, So shall we have a quick little run over all the other stuff that's been going on? All the other stuff.
2: Well, yeah, there's a lot of stuff went on this weekend. It was just, as
0: we said before, like one of the busiest motorsport weekends in ages. Yeah. Uh, So it was the first, well... First Formula 2 race, even though it's exactly the same as GP2 speeding for the last couple of years. But yeah. there we go. Um, I enjoy the commentators trying really hard not to accidentally say GP2 for the whole weekend. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and it was two just phenomenal races in Formula 2. Yep. Probably the two best races of the weekend of everything that was going on, actually.
1: Damn it, missed it. <laughs> Didn't see it. <him. laughs>
0: I'm, I'm definitely going to make the effort to watch every F2 race I can this year now. I watched the majority of GP2 last year, but... Yeah, I I always... Uh,
2: even if I don't watch them live or anything, I, I always watch the F2, as it now is. Yeah. And it's the GP3 that I'm not always finding the time to watch it over the course of a weekend. Because when you think about it, a GP3, an F2, and an F1 full weekend... You're basically sat in front of the T V for three like, yeah. days if you want to watch yeah, you it, if you want to watch testing as well. Yeah. Or free practice, sorry. Um yeah, so it's, it's it's quite time consuming. Um so I don't always get GP three. But that's still worth watching. I think that'll be worth watching again this year, GP three.
1: It's got yeah, a lot sure. to live
2: up to though with what happened this weekend in the F T. Yeah, it really
1: does. <laughs> I need to find a way of recording it and then watching it later.
2: If um, only there was a way to do that. <laughs> There's usually a red button on your controls. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sometimes has an R on it, That's sometimes great. there's a little circle on it. You usually press that and then it records something for you. <laughs>
1: I wish um, I'd set I wish I'd discovered that button on my T V before this weekend. What a... <laughs> Anyway um, so Art and Mark Love.
0: Yeah, they were they were pretty much both races of um, tyre strategy. I guess because yeah. the F2 races are during the day there, which means they're racing in like 30-odd, 40-degree heat. It's amazing yeah. the tyres don't just melt off the car, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, yeah, it was the feature race was pretty much a three-way fight between Mark Love, uh, Natto and uh, Leclerc for the entire race, which was pretty great. Um, Mark Love nailed the tyre strategy um, and chased down the front two and passed them towards the end.
1: Awesome! Uh, oh, that sounds
0: like a wicked race. <laughs> it was, yeah, really, really bloody good. Um, very messy. There were lots of people knocking into each other, which you kind of always get with the first race. Well, yeah. you always get in GP two yeah. races anyway. I but was just going to say GP two,
2: GP two thing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: and some really, really good overtakes as well. From like pretty much all the way down the grid, there were some very messy overtakes and some very good overtakes.
1: <laughs> um.
0: Then the sprint race on Sunday morning was even better. Um, a couple of drivers, including Charles Leclerc, made the rare choice of a pit stop during the sprint race. Um, and he popped out with about f- 14 laps to go, I think he it was. At, no eight laps to go. Eight laps to go. Yeah, was it, eight laps to go. That was eight laps to go in 14th, and just yeah, yeah. scythed his way through the field. At one point, he was doing one to two seconds faster than anyone else per sector.
1: It was insane. How have I missed this race?
0: (laughs) It was honestly one of the best races I've seen in anything for some time. Yeah, he just sied his way through and then um, passed uh, Giotto for the lead on the final lap into Turn 4. The the
2: thing is as well that I like about that particular race is it shows that his GP3... Championship last year was not like a flash in the pan or anything. He's he's got pedigree.
0: Yeah, so he's a, he's a Ferrari uh, young driver, yeah. and his name has been kind of knocking around as like this guy is the next big thing for some time now. Yeah, and yeah, he pretty much turned up and went, "I'm here, everyone!" Like, <laughs> absolutely nailed it. It probably helps that he's driving the best car on the grid. Probably, <clears throat> it's the car that um, Pierre Gasly and uh, Giovinazzi were driving last year. Oh. Although, although weirdly painted like a Ferrari instead of painted like a Red Bull this year,
1: they, yeah, these spec it, cars though, aren't they?
0: Uh, yes, they are.
2: They are, but it's kind of the it's the team behind them. There's yeah. much bigger teams behind some of them, it's just yeah. in terms of personnel in, in for from a setup degree and a testing. Well, not testing so much, but you know, knowledge.
1: Yeah, I you suppose know. yeah. that's what it's um, all about, isn't it? In a spec series, knowledge. Knowledge is power, as they say. Yep.
0: Yeah. Um, a uh, especially impressive, uh, his teammate is uh, Fuoco, who I think is also a Ferrari young driver, who's kind of everyone said he's a pretty pretty decent as well, and he just looked ordinary next to Leclerc all well, weekend. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that 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 kid's got something by the looks of it. I'll be, be in tr- interested to see how he holds up for the whole season.
1: I will be rifling through catch up TV. After <laughs> yeah. This to see if I can find yeah. this race.
0: It's uh, a decent race for the British guys as well um, Ollie Rowland uh, I think finished third he
2: did he was leading for after Leclerc pitted he was leading for a long time yeah. and then he was pipped on the second to last race and then Leclerc came round and took him as well so yeah, yeah it was unfortunate for Ollie I'd, I've got a, a very big soft spot for Ollie because he's a Sheffield lad Oh, is he? So, he's, yeah, he's local to me. So, mm. it I, I, was one of the only reasons I kept an eye on Formula <laughs> 3.5 or whatever yeah. uh, a couple of years ago when he was doing that. So, uh, yeah, I've got a bit of a soft spot for him.
1: I'm going to claim that as well since I'm from Doncaster and that's, what, 10 miles from Sheffield. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Close enough, see? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so it, it just bodes well for another awesome season. I mean, again, they're the same cars and engines they've been for two or three years now, so you kind of know what you're going to get with GP2 slash F2 these days. Yeah. and uh, There's yeah some pretty talented guys in that grid, so looks good. Other th- big thing this weekend was the first WEC race of the year at Silverstone, um, yeah. which Toyota won, which everyone expected, but not by that much in the end. Um, Toyota were sort of running... Uh, sort of bespoke high down force package which works at Silverstone um, and Porsche were f- running uh, a sort of low down force more akin to the kind of Spa and Le Mans package and everyone kind of expected Toyota to run away with it and they actually didn't I think the pass for the lead only happened with like 12 minutes to go or something like that Yeah, it was pretty close to the end yeah, it was yeah. 6
1: seconds the gap over the line
0: yeah, so um, Boemi afterwards has said that they're actually quite scared now that Porsche were as close as they were, um, which doesn't really bode well for the rest of the season. I mean, it's already a shame that it's only a four car, their four car LMP1 grid, and if mm-hmm. Porsche are going to be one and two every time, it's not going to be. That's exciting. But speaking of XF1 drivers, the the winning car was uh Sebastian Buemi, Anthony Davidson and Kazuki Nakajima. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, were those three teammates last time round as well? They were last year, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah they, they, they that that was the car that didn't get across the line at Le Mans, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think it was, yeah. Uh, they are running a third car at Le Mans this year, actually. Porsche aren't, but Toyota are. I don't think they said who's going to be driving it yet, though. So, at least there'll be a slightly bigger battle for the Le Mans victory. Yeah. But there we go. The other Toyota crashed pretty hard. um, And Jose Maria Lopez got taken to hospital as a precaution, but he's been released since. Um, Apparently, he was actually. He crashed at Cops, which is going to be a pretty scary place to crash. Um, Yeah. But he could still drive the car back to the pits, but I think he had set off the. G-Force meters inside the car which they just take to hospital automatically yeah it's instant isn't it yeah but um, but he's fine anyway
2: the car did finish in the end as well didn't
0: it Um, yes I think they actually didn't put it way low down the order I yeah think. they did put it back together and send it out so there's something at least Um, the GTE class it was the same Ford and Ferrari fight that was through the whole of last season so it looks like they're going to be pretty close again this year because that was a phenomenal battle they had last season. Um, so yeah, I just hope that Toyota actually can win some races, and it's not just going to be Porsche for the rest of the season. Unfortunately. Fingers crossed. Yeah, it can only help. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? First, first touring car? No, second touring car round. Second touring car round. Yes. First one we've paid attention to. You watch more of this
2: than me, so I'll let you talk about it. Physically there at one point. Oh, yeah, you were. <laughs> Physically there. Um, yeah, th- this was one of the ones that sort of took over my Sunday because obviously it's an all-day thing on Sunday and it's broadcast through the day. So I was kind of skipping backwards and forwards between the F2, this, and <laughs> uh, World Endurance. But, um, yeah, it was uh, it was a good day in the touring cars. I saw Aidan Moffat. He got his first ever win. Um, Tom Ingram became the first double winner of this season after winning at Brands Hatch. He took another win at Donington, uh, which, to be honest, I think that's even more impressive at the minute, considering that he's running independent. He's not running yeah. as a factory team. So you know, the last person I remember seeing that was impressive as a independent was Andrew Jordan when he was doing it as the Pertex. Yeah. So it's it's good to see that again, and then. Turkington officially won an absolute downpour of a uh, a final race, but Shedden actually won it on track, but he was disqualified because of problems with his ride height after the um, uh, post race checks. So it actually fell back to Turkington, who finished on track in second. But that it was a horrible downpour; it got stopped and restarted and all sorts of stuff. So it was a nice little mix
0: through the day, really, of different yeah. different degrees of racing. The whole weekend was obviously overshadowed a bit by uh, Billy Munger's crash um, earlier in the day, which was, we kind of spoke about it the day, but it was an absolutely awful crash. Uh, it was. not really uh, been any news since, other than that he's in hospital with leg injuries, um, which yeah. I think we all expected as soon as we saw the crash and how long it took to get him out of the car. But Yeah,
2: the um, obviously, I said to you guys, as I was watching it live, I was concerned immediately and the first thing i did was sort of say this is like a serious crash um luckily you could see his sort of head moving and he he looked conscious just after the crash but it was a huge impact into the back of a completely stationary car and they've, they've, they've moved away from formula ford now and it's now f4 and that means that they've changed the the bodies of the cars slightly whereas they used to be Aluminium bodies, they're now all pure carbon fibre, I believe, which made getting him out of it a lot more difficult because it's a lot more difficult to kind of get in to extract him safely, especially if he is, you know, suffering with potential leg injuries like it it, it turns out he has. So, yeah, yeah, it
0: was a long time the day was stopped for Sunday. Um, Though it does say an awful lot about the safety of motorsport now, even as far down as Formula 4, that, yeah. I mean, that crash could have been so much worse. And I guess if it was even the old Formula Ford cars, that could have been a much, much worse crash than it yeah. was. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, but yeah, hopefully
2: it's not anything too serious. We can but hope so, yeah. Re- yeah, we don't really know much at the minute. There's not much being said by anyone.
0: So, hmm. Uh, Back to F1. There's um, more testing. It feels like there's testing all the time, actually, at the moment. Had tons of testing straight into the races, now straight back to testing again. Seems like there's not going to be a weekend off for anyone that works in Formula 1 for the whole year, basically. <laughs> yeah.
2: Which is amazing, considering they want to put more races on the calendar. Yeah, where? Where are they going to go? Yeah. Especially with all the testing that they're squeezing in on the off weekends. Yeah. There's, there's, there's this, um, they're doing some at Hungary, aren't they, after Hungary and... Uh, is there another one in season, or is that the only other in season one? I can't even remember.
1: Well, there's the tyre tests, aren't there? That, that, that yeah, and all those. Uh, tire yeah, and then, and then
2: there's
0: and the tyre test right. as well. Yeah. yeah, so there's all sorts. Makes you feel sorry for the mechanics, really, doesn't it? Yeah, it's no wonder the, the divorce rate is so high with F1 mechanics. They're <laughs> never <a> bloody home. <laughs> Why have you got actual figures on that, Chris? I have. I have actually read an article about how how often it happens. Like wow. it's just a relationship killer being an F1 mechanic apparently
1: Oh man!
0: which I think we were saying for us so I think there might be half the reason Paddy Lowe move teams just because he gets to actually be at home now he works for a British team and not a German yeah, mm. um, uh, yeah that, was, that was a jolly little uh, <laughs> tangent we went on wasn't it <laughs> uh, yeah so testing uh, Tuesday and Wednesday this week in Bahrain um, Renault are running a revised MG UK which is the part that they had all the problems with in pre-season testing, which they reverted to the 2016 version um, on all their cars. Have they been running that all three yeah. races? Or three races, sure. yeah. yeah. yeah it's,
1: of... it's five kilos heavier and requires a one kilo air bottle for cooling.
0: Yeah, which you is...
1: Six whole kilos extra of weight. That's,
0: that's yeah. tenths on the table, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so if the new one works, it'd be interesting to see where that puts them. Mm. Yeah, so they are the hope is that if all goes well this week, it will be on the car for Sochi, um, on all the cars, I would assume. Red Bull, yeah,
1: the Red Bull, it'd be really interesting to see where the Red Bulls end up. Yes, especially after this weekend.
2: Uh yeah, you don't even think about that. Yeah, this is a this is part of the Renault package, it's not just the Renault team, yes. I mean, it's the Renault package as a whole because it's it's part of the unit, the MG UK and the MGUH. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it is going to affect other teams as well. Even though Red Ooh. Bull don't officially have a Red Bull engine. Uh, it's rebranded, isn't it? But <laughs> yeah. just, they've got a, it's a Tag hewer engine with an Aston Martin sticker on it.
1: But, <laughs> but, it, but it's actually a Renault. <laughs> that the, idea, the, old, uh, the old Alan Partridge sketch where he gets a, a Rover 100 and says, it's a rebadged Metro <laughs> <laughs>
0: Red Bull the Rover 100 Formula 1. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and then we've got a little bit of news on the drivers that are going to be running in Bahrain. Um we tried to find a full list which doesn't seem to exist yet. Um yeah. but Williams have said that Gary Paffett's going to be running for them. Remember him? Yeah. Uh yeah. he's going to run one day and then Lance Stroll and Felipe Massa are going to share running the other day, I believe. Um, he still drives in DTM as well. I didn't realise. I actually thought he'd retired. Yeah, right he, now.
2: Him and De Resta still drive together, I think, don't they in DTM?
0: It makes you wonder why what Paul De Resta's there at Williams for. Like, if if he's not, if they're dragging and Gary Paffitt to do the testing, what's Paul Doresta Resta getting from being Williams' reserve driver, yeah. other than hanging around on the off chance? Don't
2: know. One of um, he does a bit of everything though. At the minute director, he's, he's racing in DTM. He's obviously their reserve driver. He's presenting on Sky Sports yeah. when Anthony Davidson's doing world endurance. Like <laughs> he's just everywhere. Yeah,
1: he does a really good job on Sky Sports, I think as well. Is he not? He is a good though. analysis. He's he actually a yeah, really guy, good guy,
2: isn't he? Yeah, yeah, I like him for it.
0: Um, then McLaren are going to be running Oliver Turvey uh, for one of the two days. Uh, Stoffel Van Dorn doing the other day. Alonso presumably will be on a beach somewhere. <laughs> um, then Pierre Gasly is going to be driving the Red Bull, which is which is pretty good. it be good to see him in an F1 car. Yep. Mm. Um, I mean, you've got to wonder if they're just prepping him to take Viet the seat next year, haven't you, really?
1: Yeah, or this year.
0: <laughs> or this year, possibly, yeah. Depending on how the season goes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Ricardo was doing the other day um, Verstappen apparently not going to be there and then Mercedes uh, going to be running Hamilton and Bottas um, in fact they seem to be one of the only teams running just their race drivers I know Vettel said he's going to be at the test I don't know if Raikkonen going to bother turning up for it mm-hmm. um, but this might be an opportunity for us to use our new jingle Oh yeah. Um, With our our friend, I say our friend, me and Stu's friend uh, Ash has, who's an avid listener. Hi, Ash. He's he's made us a jingle for our recurring, are they better than Bruno Senna feature, (laughs) which I believe we have ready to go. Yeah, I
2: will play the jingle.
0: So that's our fun we're well, they? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so, Gary Paffitt, bet the Bruno Senna. Ooh, um, um, mm,
2: mm, um,
1: no. Yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to say no. Is that controversial or not? I don't know. He,
0: uh, Gary Paffitt just seems like a sort of journeyman test driver who never actually got to do anything interesting.
1: Yeah, he reminds me a lot of Pedro De La Rosa. He's
0: very much a Pedro De La Rosa. Also... I would say not better than Bruno. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, it's like I
0: don't know. He came
2: through McLaren's testing program, if I remember right, did he?
0: Yes, I believe
2: so. And that's and that's kind of where he got into Formula One, but he's never really got anywhere else in Formula One. Um, and like you say, it's a De La Rosa type of driver. But yeah. at least De La Rosa got seat occasionally yes, yeah that's true
0: <laughs> um so. okay how about how about
1: oliver turvey oh he's quite young oliver turvey. Um,
2: i don't know he's pushing 30 now is i think he? yeah well, maybe it's just the name that makes him sound young <laughs> he is i'll tell you because he's from he's from where my young, well he's not from where my younger brother's from because My younger brother's also from Sheffield, but he's from up Penrithway, where my younger brother lives at the minute.
1: I always thought Oliver was really young. He's he's in fact 30. Well, he used to be. He used to be, There there would have been a time when he was young, I imagine. (laughs) (laughs) I expect.
0: (laughs) I'm just
2: trying to think of where he is in comparison to Bruno Senna in Formula E at the minute. He's better than Bruno Senna in the Formula E, I do believe. Well,
0: the only... All we've got to go on. Bruno Senna did a full season last season uh, and scored forty points. Oliver Turvey only did two races and he scored four points. Oh well. And if you go by this season, Bruno Senna's not in it this season, so we can't use oh, that he's as not comparison. This season, no. Is it?
2: But Turvey has finished in the points everywhere, apart from in Mexico, where he had the issues. Interesting. I, believe, I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure he was point not not podium pushing or anything, but he was into the points at all three rounds, and then he was obviously leading in Mexico.
0: This is very true. So yes, he's better than Bruno. <laughs> I think I think I can agree with that. Um, Pierre Gasly, have we got anything to compare them? He's better. Yeah, I'd say, <laughs> I would say Pierre Gasly is definitely better than Bruno yeah, Senna. Yeah, I think so. Future world championship
1: winner.
2: What What does being better than Bruno Senna or worse than Bruno Senna mean? Does it basically mean <laughs> you are proficient enough to get into Formula One and have a decent go at it? I, That's I what Bruno Senna. Pretty is. Pretty much.
1: Uh, yeah. I think it's whatever mood I'm in on the day. To be honest, <laughs> I don't, I don't really a, a strict criteria for it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And that was a new feature. A recurring feature, in fact. <laughs> Are they better than Bruno Senna?
1: Should we go for the jingle again? Let's have yeah, the jingle again, yeah. Let's bookend it with the jingle.
2: Are they better than Bruno Beautiful. That That is going to be a section as often as
0: possible. <laughs> <laughs> um... A new, news story that's appeared three minutes ago. Ooh, Honda, Honda to breaking. trial new ideas in Bahrain Test.
1: New ideas?
0: <laughs> I mean, someone slow them down. They're getting out of control. Uh-oh. <laughs> the power of dreams, eh? <laughs> yeah,
1: need more than that. <laughs> oh, and, and I'm, I'm sorry, McLaren. Um, <laughs> yep, yeah, that's, that's it. That's
0: all the news. Uh, when pushed for what they were doing... Um, they said we don't want to di- disclose. <laughs> Great sounds, breaking sounds, news! There yeah. <laughs>
1: sounds like fake news. <laughs> Almost sounds like clickbait. What's that?
2: We're we're doing something. What is it? <laughs> Not telling you
1: <laughs> new ideas. We're g- they're going to stick a Mercedes in the back of it. That's... <laughs> <laughs>
0: Mercedes loading up the cars after the race. They're like, we definitely had more engines than these guys. <laughs> <laughs> some from, from running down the pit lane with one under their arm. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, with that, with that worthwhile interruption, uh, let's move on to predictions. Uh, we're still a couple of weeks out from Russia, but we thought we'd dive in and make some predictions early on so you can all send in yours and score more points than us uh, I don't think we need to go over the current points um, Tom's already mentioned that far too much today Mentioned it once That's that's once too many <laughs> So, shall we dive straight in? Yeah, let's, let's rock on yeah. Predictions Who's, for Saatchi
1: Whose turn is it to mm. go first today?
0: I usually go first so someone else can go first today. I, I can go first. Go, on, go for it. Um
2: a pole sitter, I think, Vettel will be.
0: Ooh.
1: Vettel for Tom. Yeah. Um shall we go along to me on this on this spreadsheet? Um oof, I am going to say Well, I'm I'm gonna have to say Hamilton again. Because every session so for every qualifying session so far, has had a Mercedes on pole. So logic dictates that it will be another Mercedes, and I think it'll be Hamilton of the two. I
0: am also going to play
1: very safe and say Hamilton. Hamilton, Chris. Ooh. Uh, and um, moving along the spreadsheet, that makes me the first person to have to predict the winner which I hate having to do now because I haven't got it right yet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's so hard this season to predict the winner. I am going to say Hamilton. I think it's going to see-saw between the two all season.
0: I... I can see Vettel winning, around Sochi. Vettel. Yeah.
2: And Tom? Um I know what I want to say, I'm just <laughs> I don't know if I should. <laughs> I'm I'm basically thinking that a certain Mr. Bottas might come out and do over whoever does end up on pole and come through and ju- just try and make a statement for himself. And he did qu- he did all right last year. It was just, it wasn't far off a podium last year. So I'm going to go with Bottas
1: Yeah, he was on I'm for a podium
0: day. right until Ryken and punched him into a wall, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. Uh, first retirement of the session. I am going to go with. Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> oh! It's hard again. <laughs> it's <safe>. It really <laughs> is. Because um, Magnus, I mean, there's so little reliability still this season that it's very difficult, isn't it? Like Magnus, who'd have thought Magnuson was going to go off? That's just come out of nowhere. Their mechanical failure. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go one of the. S- uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> painful. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> I um, I don't want to say a McLaren because I'm sick of picking them up <laughs> and, and being really harsh on them. But I'm going to say Alonso. Remember, I've got new ideas. <clears throat> I don't. I think the new ideas. <laughs> it's Alonso for me.
0: I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for Kvyat. I've got a feeling there's going to be a bit of a first corner coming together mid-pack. So I'm going to go Kavir. So
2: basically,
0: you want him to repeat last year and just punt
2: Vettel. Well, you, don't want him to, you don't want him to punt Vettel because you've got Vettel as your winner, but you want him to punt someone. Once, yeah,
0: or someone to punt him. <laughs> see, the um, problem I've got now is I've said Ericsson for the last three races. And now I've changed my mind. It's going to be Ericsson. Do you know what?
2: On that basis,
0: I'm just going to say I'm Ericsson. I swear just, if you get a point for see, that. Just to see if it works. Okay. Number of I will, finishes. I will be livid if you get that right.
2: Uh, I'm gonna say that there'll probably be a fair few. Um uh, We
1: said 17... that last
2: week. I didn't. I was exactly right
1: last week. Alright. <laughs> um I am gonna go uh I'm gonna go lower than I have been because I've been quite badly out, so I'm gonna say I'm going to go to 14 finishers
0: this Ooh. Year. I was going to look up the list of finishers last year before we did that, but you guys have already guessed now. Um,
2: I believe from my previous research, there were three DNFs
0: last year. It was either three or four. It was four. There were 18 finishers. There you go. I am going to say 16 16, Remember that times. there
2: are twenty cars on the grid this year. Chris. <laughs> yeah. Don't make our mistake based on <laughs>
0: previous <laughs> previous finishes.
1: And uh, shall we generate a random driver? Let's do it. Generate number.
0: A random driver is K-Mag, Kevin Magnuson. K-Mag, Ooh. oh,
2: Maggers, one, I
1: think that's that's mm. a tricky one.
0: Who's
2: first? <laughs> Who's going to be out um, the box first?
1: Chris, you should go first on this one.
2: I think you should. I don't think you are first on any of them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, you're right. Well, you guys. Were... Sorry, we sort of steamed off ahead a little bit. This yeah, week. you were keen. <laughs> okay with <we're fine>. yeah. that.
0: <laughs> um. Kevin Magnuson, I think he will finish fourteenth.
2: 14th for k See, he's only finished once this season, but when he did finish, he was in the points. That is true. Um, I'm going to... Where oh, Where did they come last
0: oh, year? I actually think I might be how, way off there.
2: How did they do last year?
0: At Sochi. Grosjean,
2: Grosjean got points for him, didn't he, I think, last year.
1: Well, Grosjean in the last race
2: came...
1: Grosjean came eighth in the last race last year the Hass. In, in Bahrain yeah 8th and and Magnussen didn't finish he was the first retirement just I he mean this, this is at Bahrain obviously this is not yeah Switch
0: last last year. last year in Sochi um, Grosjean came 8th and Gutierrez was still being rubbish and yeah. finishing yeah <laughs> and he was back in 17th Um, came 7th came I... last year in a row. I'm going to
2: right so okay thanks for assisting me chaps I'm going to say 9 <laughs> can I change
0: my... Doing all my research for me <laughs> can I change my actually
1: no I'm sticking to my guns I'm sticking to my guns to your guns. Well, <laughs> imagine if you change it Chris and then he comes in that yeah position, I can't I can't that risk that yourself, so. cannot risk that um, I'm going to go 8 <clears throat> oh I'm so wrong I'm go- way off here <laughs> <laughs> you think you've got you to
2: remember he's got a Ferrari in the back of it and the Ferrari is pretty good this year true yeah, as in they've got this year's Ferrari they're not cheap like um, Sauber. Sauber
0: who have last year's Ferrari <laughs> well hopefully so what I need is Kvyat to run into the back of him, Kvyat out immediately and then him to trundle around a little just a bit longer, yeah up. that's what I need mm. so if you could arrange for that Kvyat that would be great and I think that is about it for this episode so if you want to join in with the predictions, um, send us your pole position, winner, first retirement, number of finishers, and where you think KMAG's going to finish. You can tweet us or comment on the blog or Facebook comment message thing us, all the ways. Um, just remember that the <laughs> random driver, if it's a DNF, you still need to give us a number so we can put you on the leaderboard.
2: Yes, James Hargreaves.
0: (laughs) Didn't want to mention any names, but you have. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's not too late to join in. You'll probably overtake us at some point anyway. Yeah. given that the Dats Life guys missed a race and they're already snapping at our heels, so.
1: Yeah. Well, one tip I have for anyone anyone who's uh, entering is wait until practice before you put... (laughs) Yeah, we will.
0: I guess we will take predictions right up until the start of qualifying, so... We're yeah, putting ourselves that's... at a disadvantage guessing yeah. this early, but there you go. Yeah. That, makes really... it
1: fun. that means it's it's easy to beat us. There's no reason not to enter.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if our bad guesses weren't reason enough. <laughs> yeah. We
1: make terrible guesses.
0: But... And remember, if you win, uh, Stu will buy you a general admission ticket for Silverstone next year. Uh, so uh, it's uh, yeah. well worth entering. Disclaimer, <laughs> he won't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you said it
2: two weeks ago or something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That definitely sounds like something you said. Mm.
2: It was. We can go um, back and listen to the episode if you um, like. <laughs>
1: I, I try to encourage people to go back into the archive. <laughs> it's a very Maybe. clever way of doing
0: it. <laughs> um, yeah, go back and re-listen to some of the old episodes to uh, boost our figures, please. Yeah.
1: Well, I think that finishes off, guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> on that note. Uh, yeah, so you can follow us on Twitter at BackoftheGridF1 or you can find us at backofthegrid.com. Is that right? Yeah. I always get that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> or Facebook or all the other things. And we will definitely see you for the next race in Sochi. Maybe even before then, we will see what happens. Yeah. Thanks for listening.
1: And say bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.
2: Bye. Elizabeth kept stew to the end
1: this time. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I must have oh no. I got cut off, everyone. I got every, everyone who's listening, I got cut off at the end. I wasn't being rude.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you were supposed to do that at the beginning, I know. But... <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about it.
0: He cares that much he forgot to apologize. <sighs> oh
1: dear. I should just cut myself off right now. <laughs> just just as a Hello. Yeah, yeah, go away. <laughs> bye everyone. I, thought, bye. I actually thought I'd been cut off for a second. <laughs> <laughs> right. Really bye everyone. I really need to get better at saying goodbye as well. That was the most awkward goodbye. <laughs> and the worst thing
2: for you is, I like how awkward it was. So I'm probably going to keep it. Yeah,
1: I know you would. <laughs> <laughs>